You know, I cannot wait until we turn this into a video podcast because I am jamming to these tunes. Pretty good, huh? Laying it out. Pretty good. Can't see me, but I'm dancing. In the moonlight? Everybody? Uh, I don't know. Is it a full moon? Boom. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land. Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt object together, all right? If you get cornered, bash in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Normal question. The first question is always, are these cannibals? Are they cannibals, though? Are they really? That is the question, and this is Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am Bob Fournier, and I am back. I survived my little, uh, into the zombie world that I was in, and I have made it back alive, and I am joined here by my fellow survivors on Halloween week, Mr. Lou Page. How are you? I am very good, sir. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. You dress up for Halloween? I did. I was a uh, woodsman, and my wife was Little Red Riding Hood. So I looked more like a miniature brawny man from the brawny paper towels. Brawny paper towels. That is awesome. That is awesome. I saw the photo and I do agree. (laughs) I am also joined here by a one and only Ryan Murphy. Hello. How's it going, Ryan? I'm doing great. Uh, It's Thursday night. Breaking the fourth wall here. Now people know when we record. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm doing great. Talking about zombies. Talking about zombies. Did you? Did you have Hall? Do you guys have Halloween in Canada? You have Halloween uh, in Canada. I'm pretty sure we have. We call it Halloween. Uh, Halloween. No, that was an awful joke. <laughs> trying to do Halloween, but hello, 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 a. It doesn't work. We yeah, all that. About... That's better. All right. Must be that. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> We do Halloween here. Um, we were giving out treats here at the house, uh, but I always dress up to work. I, I always go as Evil Ryan. Um, I have these tattoo sleeves, and I have a, a hoodie that I wear to work every day. So I just I flip the hoodie up, and I wear the tattoos, and that's Evil Ryan, I guess. <laughs> and then I realized as I was coming home, you know, you know what? If I had a beard, I'd look exactly right, like Rick. So I got a fake beard, and I put it on. And I posed for a picture, and I did my old uh, the old uh, strongman arms. You're the under, like, under strong man. Just like Rick Piven, huh? Yeah, just like Rick Piven. And then he reminded me that he had a brown beard. And I said, well, I guess I'm dressed as evil Rick Piven. Evil Rick Piven. Because <laughs> evil Rick Piven would just have a, a, a black beard. Evil Rick Piven would have a black beard. And speaking of Rick Piven, um, you'll notice you don't hear his voice tonight. Um, we were going to record with him, and he was going to host the show again. And uh, I think this is the last thing we heard from him, guys. This is right here. Well, hello there. Welcome to Zombies Ate My... So either we have a new show title or Rick's in some serious trouble. <laughs> I mean, oh what is God. going on? Poor Rick. I mean, first me. I get I get mauled by zombies for, you know, two weeks surviving, barely. And now this guy is trying to record a podcast and a boomer comes out of nowhere. Okay, play that clip again. It didn't quite... Okay, I here we go. Bring Rick's, it down. Rick's last words right here. Well, hello there. Welcome to Zombies Ate My... 
Zombies ate my ladder. <laughs> oh my god. So Rick, so he's melting currently. He's you know. currently he's either being attacked by zombies or somebody's got a case of E. coli. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think Rick just ate all of his kids' candy. Yeah, it was Halloween. He ate all his kids' candy. <laughs> That's why he's not here. Just stopped the show. He couldn't do it anymore. We haven't heard from him. Rick. I, we hope you're all right. Uh, well, yeah, we do. We do really hope he's all right. I, I think uh, I think he just needs to, you know, get out of his system and, you know, lay off the, the well, Halloween candy yeah, so he doesn't barf no more, whenever no more he tries to say zombies ate my podcast. Yeah, no more Kit Kat. What is your favorite Halloween candy, Lou Page? Uh, I am partial to Twizzlers. Twizzlers, that's not bad. You Ryan? Man, that's like fancy licorice. You can do better than that. <laughs> oh, that's that, that's my favorite. Uh, all right. Ah, uh, you know what? That's that's a good one. Um, you know what? I'm a, a sucker for O Henry's. O Henry's. I haven't had I one of those in forever. They're my favorite uh, chocolate bar. Uh, the ones you can't get anymore are the o, the honey O Henry's, honey peanut. Oh my god! I didn't even know so they good. made those. They're so good. Oh my my daughter came. I home. thought they stopped making them in general. Yeah, you can't find them anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> now you can only find regular O Henry and then Reese's O Henry. It's like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's an O Henry bar. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, my daughter came home with a, a bag full of Kit Kats, which is my favorite. So I'm in luck. I'm also yeah, going we, to gain fifty pounds. <laughs> we didn't have enough kids come by our house, so there's like a bowl full of candy, and I'm like, and Ashley hit it on me so i mean i'm not allowed I, I don't know where it is i told her you have to hide it you gotta put it out of sight or i'll be just i'll be snacking on it that bad huh yeah no i have no willpower when it comes to anything i have no willpower oh, say anything and i'll tell you nope can't can't do it that would explain your video game collection ryan yeah it would wouldn't it like i said no <laughs> willpower <laughs> all right enough candy talk let's get into zombie talk uh we're gonna go ahead and start with zombies in the news and i'll just warn you guys now i was doing a lot of stuff to my mac and i lost a bunch of sound files so here's your new news sound and i can also add one of these all right there we go that's newsy right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, yeah. the first thing we're going to go over, uh, Sleeping Dogs developer defends the zombie genre. They're saying it's not overdone. Um, first of all, I want to get your opinion on this, Ryan. Is the zombie genre overdone right now? Well, I mean, um, personally, I I think maybe. But then again, like I'm on a zombie podcast. We're part of the problem. <laughs> um, but... Uh, in the sense of what they're talking about, like I have Sleeping Dogs and yep. I unfortunately have not played uh, enough of it to pick up this pack. But I have also not played the um, Undead Nightmare pack that was out for Red Dead Redemption, which kind of started this whole like Undead expansion thing. Right. Um, I did play the Infamous one. And, and really like these three examples are really bad because all of them have nothing to do with like straight up zombies. That was, Red Dead was zombies. Infamous was vampires. And this is some sort of Chinese legend, a reanimated corpse from Chinese legend. Right, yeah. So um, some may see that as a cop-out. It's like, sure, you know, it's not the Z word, but it's still some sort of reanimated corpse. Um, but I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm a fan of people taking an overdone genre and trying to do something new with it, like... The only way it's going to stop being overdone is one of two ways. People are just going to stop doing things with them, and I'm sure the people who don't like zombies would like to see that happen. Or um, people are going to take 
that genre and run with it, similar to what the Sleeping Dogs devs are doing or what uh, Telltale is doing with The Walking Dead. Yep. Um, I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, what do you think, Lou? Well, if you had asked me this maybe uh, two years ago, three years ago, I'd probably say yes because everything that seemed to be coming out had a zombie in it. Mm -hmm. But the last year or two, the stuff with zombies in it seems a little more thought-oriented. We have things like The Walking Dead. Um, they did a uh, – the Yakuza series did a spin-off zombie game that's actually a lot of fun. And it's more based on sort of the Japanese take on zombies, so it's very different. Some of them are more mythological or Resident Evil style yep. than like Left 4 Dead. Um, I think – while maybe there are a few too many games out there, I think the genre has room to expand still. Yeah, and uh, the producer from Sleeping Dogs, Dan Sochan, I believe, um, he said um, they're, they're basically he, – and he's quoted as saying, we've not seen – I think it's pronounced Zhang Shi, which is uh, a Chinese legend of a reanimated corpse. And he's saying that th- this genre isn't overdone because it's Chinese folklore. And there's a whole thing behind him, and they're going to do a lot more Korean and stuff like that, that kind of cinema in their next upcoming ex, like the next coming expansions. But um, as far as zombies being overdone, we do see them a lot. I remember when the Call of Duty game came out. Uh, I think it was the first one, World at War, where they had the zombies, the Nazi zombies. Yep. I remember playing yeah. that forever and saying, "This is so much fun." I mean, and it's creepy. It's great. They did a great job with that kind of, um, you know, little add-on campaign almost, but you do see it for every game that comes out nowadays. And I don't know if yeah. it's overdone, but I, I, it's definitely out there, and it's very popular. Well, I mean, it, it it's one thing to say it's overdone, but it's another thing to say, like, just because it has zombies in it, I'm not going to touch it. Like, this, this is probably a great example of, like, this has zombies in it, and, you know, I kind of want to see what it's about. Like, but I don't want to play another... Um, you know, like for example, DayZ and that whole War Z thing. I saw War Z was actually released, and um, I don't really want to play that. I mean, I, I might check it out, but it's just it doesn't interest me as much as say like this would or the another Walking Dead season or something. But you mentioned Call of Duty, and they just had their uh, live action trailer. Yep. And the whole uh, did you guys see that? Yes. Yeah, I did. Okay. I I have not, but I've heard about it. All right, well, spoilers, Lou. I, I know how much you hate spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. Um the whole and it's a trailer, right? So the whole trailer is like 2 minutes long and at the very it's all about like this, you know, showing this guy sitting there on his fiddling on his phone and and it's like a chain of guys trying to kill him and they're each being like out wily coyote by the other, you know. Oh, I've got a jet. Oh, I've got yeah nukes and then it gets back to the guy and it turns out he was the one that launched the nukes and he gets up and he's whistling and he turns around and you see a pack of zombies and he's like cool zombies and there's got black black ops two <laughs> electric blue glue you know <laughs> and well, uh that's the and thing. that was sort of like that thing it's just like oh yeah zombies it's almost you know. it almost seems like I, after a while i stopped playing call of duty campaign online at world of war and i just played it for zombies and it almost seems like um who is the company behind that one? Is it um, Treyarch? Treyarch, it's yeah. Treyarch. It almost seems like they bank on that whole zombie factor to sell their it's, games, you know? It's a checklist, you know? Like, that's what the trailer felt like. At the very end, it's like, zombies, cool. Check. Yeah. You know? right. now, I'm, now I'm a holiday title. Zombies, you know? That's, that's where it kind of like, okay, guys. Okay. You probably don't need to have another zombie mode. 
uh, unless unless they can do something cool with it. I mean, I haven't well, played they, a Call of Duty game in. Well, they do they do cool stuff with it, but it, it's just kind of weird because why not just come up with a zombie game? Because you're, I mean, that's what I just feel like. That's what they're banking on. I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge Call of Duty player anymore, but I remember playing through a couple of campaigns, and when it came to the Treyarch versions, it was more of a, eh, I'm just gonna go do some zombies now, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Those zombies, I don't think the genre is overdone because I think we're finding more creative ways to get the genre out there. It, 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 it like just wrap up here. Like I think it feels overdone to to insiders and outsiders of of the zombie being zombie fans it feels overdone but that's just because there's it's it's a genre now and you have it's like any other type of movie it's like action movies or it's like dramas you have to sort through the sort through it and and get to the good stuff and ignore the shit it's not overdone it's just a there's a, a lot genre. of crap yeah there's a lot of crap just like any <laughs> other genre like, yeah i mean yep you know you you you're a big fan of first-person shooters. You gotta wade through a lot of crap, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just the way it works. But we'll we'll see where zombies go from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to talk about this next news story, which I think, and I know um, in Rick's words, the best news of the week in my eyes. Um, GeekTyrant.com. Search for the Walking Dead skills and st- kill stats, rather, and uh, you will find a nice little infograph. Uh, Lou, do you want to explain this one a little bit? Sure. If you've been following along with us with Season 3, you've probably watched both Season 1 and 2 of Walking Dead. And this infograph has a breakdown of everybody who has died, uh, what their skills are, how many kills they have so far in the series, and how many kills there are per episode. Um, Even a list of breakdown of weapons and how many kills there's been with guns, baseball bats, crossbows, axes, knives, and total kills per season crazy uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah it's kind of nuts uh the, the thing that's crazy to me about it and i didn't mean to cut you off there but um go ahead i just want to pull out this crazy stat okay um it goes through the entire season one and through season two okay who do you think has the most kills <laughs> i mean we're all gonna say rick because he's the main character of the show right 56 kills the next highest one up to him throughout the first two seasons Shane at 33. Rick has like doubled everyone else on the show and kills. <laughs> well, do you think maybe that's just because he is on camera more and they just show him? I don't know. But like you have someone like Dale who only killed one person or T-Dog who killed five people throughout two seasons. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> nuts. Like, and, and Glenn, too. I mean, Glenn is a runner, but, uh, you know, I just, Dale, I thought maybe he would have gotten more than one. <laughs> I thought he did. I could have sworn he got... I can't even remember his one kill, to be honest. And, I mean, if you scroll to the bottom, it shows all the people that died, and I can't remember who half these people are. Yeah, uh, and... well, Especially from season one. Yeah, you kind of have to struggle a little bit to remember back there. But this is cool. It's almost like a little Walking Dead RPG. Like, pick your character, you know what I mean? They have skills and courage and stuff like that, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, It also gives you... Season one, 73 Walker kills. Season two... 135. <laughs> yeah, they really – and it feels like that many people – or that many zombies have been killed in the first two episodes of Walking Dead. Season of the three. new season? Yeah. What did I say? The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. But you were right. Yeah. You know. uh, the other cool thing about this too is it gives you a whole plot line of um, episode guides through all the episodes and um, kind of like how many zombies were killed per episode. Uh, I believe that's what that number means anyway. 
And like yeah. the very last episode of season two, the crazy episode, forty six zombies killed. <laughs> yeah, where the horde comes yeah. into play. Crazy, crazy. But it, that, that's a fun little thing to look at when you, especially if you're an avid fan of uh, the TV show. Yeah, you can always tell which ones are the uh, the. Well, I mean, yeah, we don't want to spoil anything, uh, but you are right. If you are listening to this, you probably watched them all, but. Um, you can tell, like, where there's, like, one zombie kill, one, two. Like, that's the slow episodes where people are complaining there's no zombies. But, I mean, this kind of shows that they there's, like, peaks and valleys to the show, you know, where in season one it was, like, zombies, zombies, drama, zombies, drama, <laughs> drama, drama, zombies, drama, 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 zombies, zombies, drama, 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 zombies, you know? It's yeah. just, it's, that probably didn't help unless you were looking at the chart. It's <laughs> really annoying to listen to, but... Yeah, greatest no. audio show ever. <laughs> <laughs> this was a video show. You can see me doing this. <laughs> and you, yeah, never mind. But yeah, uh, you mentioned the weapons as well. And um, as much as they say not to shoot guns, they sure do shoot a lot of bullets. You know, every episode you hear them go, don't waste your bullets. And then yeah. it's... <laughs> but um, Only yeah. eight knife kills? And only this is what surprised me. Only ten crossbow kills. I'm pretty sure I saw... Um, Hick McGee, whatever, Daryl, uh, shoot his Hick crossbow. Hick McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably rename that and write that into the show. Yeah, but you're probably also thinking of season three, too, because he's out there a lot. But, yeah, 10 kills, and he has he has 28 kills through the first two seasons, and only 10 of them were crossbow. And I'm sure all eight knife kills were his, too. How I think the axe kill might be his, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what I don't get is how come he has – he doesn't have full courage. Is Shane just full courage because he's crazy? Got to be. Yeah. I don't know. He's Anyways, this is this is really interesting, but uh... – Yeah, guys, go to geektyrant.com. Search for Walking Dead Kill Stats. You'll find a little infographic. If you're a fan of the show, it's really cool to look at and kind of see what's gone on since season one and two. How many people have died and try and remember how many people that started on that show, you know, and then go from there. But I don't know. It's a fun little chart. And usually I don't like charts, but there you go. Uh, let's go ahead and get into, and if Lou wants to explain this one, because you probably have a better understanding of it than I do, um, they might have a possible medical diagnosis of zombies. Well, not really. Not, not real, but um, yes, uh, according to um, Ted and the Zombie Research Society, they put together a short, and it's an explanation from an actual sounds like a couple of real medical doctors giving a breakdown of what their diagnosis of zombies are and where in the brain certain functionality is caused. It's really more of a learning tool on how the brain works than it is on zombies, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's a little animated short. Like you said, it does sound like two professional doctors kind of talking back and forth. And it's almost like someone just recorded their conversation. Like one day they were like, hey, Ryan. What if zombies were real? What do you think would cause it? And someone just started recording them talking back and forth and then mm-hmm. put it online. And then they animated to it. Yeah, and it's it's a fun little video to watch. And like you said, you learn about the brain, and it's kind of neat because you think these guys kind of have it down, even though this is fake and they are fictional, so we think. But, um, yeah. Well, it, you know, zombie lore and especially, like, recent zombie lore in the sense the only way to kill them is to take out their brain um, – you know, it, it sort of makes sense that doctors would say, yeah, you know, it's all about the brain. Like, everything they talk about has to do with the brain as to why the movement's weird, the voice speech patterns are weird. Like, just – so it makes sense to me that they would specifically focus on the brain. Um, 
but I mean, this was interesting and, it, and it's a fun little, it's sort of like, I don't know. It's just a little fun video. And, and what are those, uh, uh, what are those videos like on the, you used to watch as a kid and at the end they'd be like, the more you know, <laughs> they were like GI Joe things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's almost, it reminds me of one of those. That's how it should end. I just, should. I just rewrote it. There you go. Public service announcements. Thank for you. Kids. Thank you. I don't know why that wasn't on the tip of my tongue. I think that was an American thing. I can't remember ever seeing yes, those. Yes, before, before the Reagan administration, it was mandatory by law that they had public programming to inform kids on behavior issues and how to be safe and things like that. Man. How to be safe. Well, you know how our armed forces are being safe? Do you like that transition there? You notice how every time I do a smooth transition, I call it out and yeah, ruin it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yes. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know why I do that. But anyway... <laughs> Um, on Halloween, U.S. military forces train for a zombie apocalypse. What? Uh, Ryan, do you want to give a little bit more in-depth on this news story? Obviously, there's not a real... I mean, the, I'm assuming it's because the military... and Like, an invasion of zombies is almost similar to a catastrophic event. I mean, is that why they would train for zombies? <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I don't know. This is really weird. This is a weird story, and it just it looks like... Again, this one was added late to the notes. Uh, Lou, you don't, probably know. Don't more make of excuses, Ryan. T- talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. All right, I'm going to read the article word for word. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, I'd be more than happy to take over Thank for you, you if you Bob, you're so uh, mean. <laughs> oh, Rick's uh, not well, here. <laughs> both the Marines and the Navy on Halloween Day took uh, practice missions on a remote island off of San Diego, um, and. It sounds weird that they were practicing for a zombie apocalypse, but according to what was released to the public, they were training for a terrorist scenario. And since they don't know how terrorists will react, they, because of the CDC's earlier this uh, this year's uh, zombie spoof for safety reasons to get people to be more sanitary and Uh, practice for outbreaks they decided that it would be useful to practice for a zombie apocalypse in the same vein that the cdc released videos for it earlier this year i could see that yeah and uh, i mean it's something different for the military to try and use to keep people alert and yeah a zombie apocalypse could be something not I mean, that's going to happen, but I mean, on outbreaks and viruses and stuff like that, it's not a bad idea for someone to train like that, you know? If nothing else, should a Walking Dead scenario happen, <laughs> right? Much better military protecting me if they're actually practicing for it. Yeah, and zombies, <laughs> people can relate to zombies. Everyone knows who and what zombies are. So, like, if you're going to do some sort of practice where you don't know if something's going to happen, use zombies because everyone knows how to react and it's a good way to train people. This this whole scenario sort of reminds me of uh, for Halloween night. I usually watch a scary movie, pick one scary movie, watch it for Halloween. Uh, this year we watched The Mists. Have you guys seen that movie? Yes. The wait, The Mist or The Mists? Okay, the one the one with uh, the Punisher, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah. The new the Mist. Mist. Is yeah. that the re-release Mist? The yeah, the okay. new one. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> one based on the Stephen King short story. Yes. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Um, but anyways, I really enjoyed the movie, and and it's not really a zombie movie, but it sort of works the same way in the sense that you have a group of survivors, uh, all all up in a building, and um, and and it kind of shows like originally the the uh, 
the army is kind of moving all over the place. They're confused, and there's, like, some army spread around, and they're not very good at what they're doing. And then, um, yeah. now let's just say, uh, you know, there comes a point in the movie when you sort of see the army kind of... Like, the way I see it, any anything that happens, anything that hits this planet that doesn't have um, advanced technology can probably be taken down by the army. Like, let's face it. And, and like, this is a good example in the sense that zombies... Um, or any sort of terrorist attack or, or like a group uh, uprising towards the uh, military. Yep. Like, I'm pretty sure the U.S. military could handle it. Um, we're not talking Canadian military. I mean, we have <laughs> some fine soldiers. I'm not putting down our military. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that the American military is far superior. One-star um, reviews for all Canadian military members? Hey, no. You know <laughs> what? I... I hate to. I, I didn't make, want to make it sound like the Canadian military. We have a great military, but I'm, like I'm saying, I don't think it's quite on par with. Like you guys have like soldiers and shit like at bases. <laughs> I am. I am going to stop because I am definitely out of your league. Feet in my mouth. Well, you know what? We don't hear it Maine anymore. <laughs> yeah. They just closed a bunch of bases here in Maine, so. Well, well you know what? Before before Ryan ends up putting his foot too far into his mouth, we know what the military will use for weapons when it comes to a zombie apocalypse. I'm excited to find out what Lou Page would use for a weapon. Grab a shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. Also a good transition. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. That was a great transition. There you go. All right, so this week's weapon of choice is brought to us by Lou Page. And Lou, I'm excited. I haven't been on the show in a couple weeks. I've been listening. I heard about fire extinguishers. I've heard about all sorts of weird stuff. I want to hear what you got. Wait, well, hold on. Actually, before we start, I didn't mean to cut you off. I heard something about fire extinguisher nunchucks. Am I right there? Were we talking about that? I can't remember that far back, but possibly it sounds like something. I remember say. fire extinguishers. I don't remember nunchucks. I, I, I so I'm all for nunchucks. Yeah. I don't know where I got this idea from. I don't know if maybe I was talking to Rick before he had E. coli um, or the Ebola virus, whatever he had. But uh, I just also, while we're talking about weapons, wanted to clear the air here for a second because I've been getting a lot of crap when I haven't been on the show <laughs> for a little Left for Dead game. Um, oh yeah, I've I've, I've been Dick listening, move, man. Dick move. I've been listening, and I would like everyone else to know Uh-oh. that um, randomly throughout the campaign, I was getting shot in the head by Rick for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> and as I was trying to save Ryan Murphy in certain situations when he was down, I was getting sprayed in the face with a machine gun. <laughs> so I yes, do. I may or may not have closed the safe room door, but I think, I do believe I have good reason. <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> We need to I, set up all. All that said, we need to set up another uh, another Left for Dead uh, session yes, and def- advertise it and get some people out to watch us because that was a lot of fun. I think people really dug uh, what they were seeing. Uh, we got we got you know we did a twenty four hour marathon and we won't beat it to death. We've talked about it on a few yep. shows now and uh, um, one there was only a few there was a few segments that actually got public response and that was one of them. So. I think that was that meant it was it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. It so was, I really want to try it. It was fun to play. I'm all for it. Yeah, it was fun to play. It was also fun to go back and kind of watch our reactions as we tried to help slash hurt each other. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it degraded fast. I, I would like to – I just wanted to clear my name out in the air because I've been hearing a lot of bad press lately about how I locked the safe room door on someone, which I don't even remember doing, but it sounds like something I would do. 
it, but I had I have precedence, okay? I had to do it. He could have shot me in the safe room. Anyway, now that I got that out of the air, I forgot all about that. But um, go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead with your weapon of choice. Well, before I give you my weapon of choice, let me explain how I came to this conclusion. Oh, a story. I'm excited. Settle in. So, story time. <laughs> so in case you don't know, not only is this Halloween week, but we just got hit with a hurricane here in the New England. We did. And on my way home from work, uh, there's also voting season going on here uh, next week. And there are political signs everywhere. People have them stuck in their lawn. People have them stuck. I live next to a cemetery. They were all over the cemetery, believe it or not. Really? Political signs. That's disgusting. Yeah. Well, it made me think. They're taking down these signs so that the wind doesn't pick them up and throw them through somebody's house or pop tires or do things like that. And I thought, you know, political signs might not be a bad idea as a weapon. They come in all shapes and sizes. Some have big, huge pieces of wood, bigger than a piece of fence. Some are just sharp metal objects. They might actually be decent weapons against zombies. Lou, you're, mm. you might be on to something here because, I mean, maybe around this time, around election time. What, and first of all, my first question is, why would you put them in a cemetery? I don't think those people are going to vote. <laughs> I mean, well, the I'm, loved ones <laughs> visiting the cemetery will think, probably you know the, what? Romney really has done wonderful things for this country. America! <laughs> Unless the Walking Dead come out of their graves. Do you think they would vote if they, <laughs> if they came out? Do you think they would have to vote? <laughs> I think they'd just eat us and say... Get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> no voting for zombies. Okay. All right. Well, well you know, I was going to say, like, I can just picture if there was a zombie apocalypse around the time of the election, I can just picture the uh, pro uh, Mitt Romney thing where he's like running down the sidewalk and he's got this big vote Mitt Romney sign and he's like, die, evil scum. And he just stabs him with the election sign and he falls over and then, like, it's just like, the American flag kind of thing, and he stands beside it, and there's a zombie dead, and there's the sign sticking out. You have one back. stereotypical picture of America in your head, don't you? That's all oh, you have. Everybody's, everybody's <laughs> Captain America to me. Like, if you're ever doing a promo <laughs> ad, everybody's Captain America. It's, it's, you uh, know, chest out, and in the background, you have the uh, amazing if face. If only you saw real American political ads, you would not feel this way at all. They're Actually, all attack ads, it's, aren't they? It's funny you Obama, say that. Obama has a puppy that he doesn't feed on Sunday. Sundays, dun, dun. you know, is that you hit it on the head there, dude? Uh, you got it. He doesn't yeah. feed his puppy on Sundays. No, I, from what I hear, no. What, the other thing I hear too is um, um, Mitt Romney has binders full of zombies too. I don't know if you guys <laughs> heard that. Yeah, just that's, in case. That's, that's not nearly uh, as offensive as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. People took that way out of proportion, but. We can go ahead and get back on track here. Let's, Was it political signs? No, is, I think that's a great idea because they definitely be around. And um, I remember there, there was an election here, an, uh, an Ontario election, a pro- provincial election. And we were coming back from the bars and my friend had had uh, a couple too many beers. And he's running from the bar and he grabs this political sign out of the oh, ground. God. And he's just, he runs down the street. <laughs> And uh, I could see him, you know, using it as some sort of, like, piercing device. I mean, the cops uh, were very happy. <laughs> oh, they, they pulled over and they said, you need to put that back, sir. <laughs> so well, yeah, well, walk him back with it. And, yeah, I think it would work really well. 
Well, Lou's got a point, too. They're all over the place right now. You can't drive two houses down anywhere without seeing one in someone's driveway. And if you're out, you know, just surrounded by hordes of zombies, hey, pick this one out of the ground. It's uh, like a wooden two-by-four. Bam, you use it. You kill the zombie. It breaks off. Run to the next house. You grab the next political <laughs> yeah. sign. It happens to be a metal pole. You start banging zombies' heads in. And, hey, you, it's almost like a, you have an infinite supply of weapons around this time. <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was driving down the street, and I was like, you know, if there were zombies out there, it's hurricane, and p- things are going on, and I saw all the signs, and I went, wait a minute, those might work. That's now, I like where you went with that. That's good. Now, political signs, like they're not just all like the flimsy paper with the sm- no, thin. Not metal. all of them. No. Okay. Because that's usually what I picture in terms of political science. You can buy the bigger ones. Yeah, you have the bigger ones. Like Lou said, you got some that are like staked in with these giant two-by-fours that are just pointed at the edge so they don't go anywhere. My favorite that I've seen so far is – I can't remember who it was for, but somebody had actually put two metal poles in each end of their yard and then stretched a banner for who they were going to vote for across their whole yard. And I, all I could think was, you know, that metal pole would make a great weapon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing Lou Page thinks of. <laughs> now that he's been doing the zombie podcast, you kind of just have to, like, have you, you flick your brain over have to you zombie guys, my podcast time. Have you guys been doing that at all, though? Like, every now and then you'll be at work or you're doing something and all of a sudden something will come up. And I saw some Twitter conversations with Johnny Feisty coming out there, <laughs> you know. And it's like, it's one of those things now where all of a sudden I'm thinking, like, I'll be walking down... You know, whatever, and I'll be like, oh, you know what? This wouldn't be a bad zombie weapon. Well, I mean, more so for us having to to fill content for the show. We're always, I'm always sort of in that mindset. Same with with you know other shows and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do find that, and I mean, I'm always looking for fun things that we can discuss on the show in terms of weapons well, and scenarios. I sh- I will be perfectly honest. I did that even before we had a show. So it's yeah. kind of just natural for me to think, oh yeah, I could kill a zombie with that. But I have fun. issues. It's okay. And it's not an issue. It's just fun. <laughs> you're, at least you're, it's not like, I, you know what? I could kill a man with that. that yeah. Yeah, that would work. Whoa. <laughs> you're talking about killing fictional things. Therefore, it's totally cool, man. Well, you. you made it awkward, and um, Barry from Resident Evil... But just take a look at this! ...has had enough of it. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead, and I, I'm i going to go ahead and give that two thumbs up, Lou. And I know I just made that grading system up on the fly, and I'm holding my two thumbs up on an audio podcast, but I like that one a lot. That's a good one. That is a hundred times better than Fire Extinguisher Nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> Again with the the bashing of the Ryan. Like, come well, on. That's what you get for locking me out of the safe room, or so I hear. But let's go ahead and get into our favorite topic of the week. The world ended. Didn't you get the memo? Welcome to the spoiler section of the show, where we talk about the latest in Walking Dead season three. This week, we're talking about episode three. Um, I haven't been on the show in two weeks. I, like I said, I've been listening with what you guys have been saying. Um, I, can yeah. give, I can give you my quick recap of 1 and 2 if you want. Episode I was going to say, I want to hear Please what you do. thought of 1 and 2. Okay, real quick so we don't drag this out. Uh, episode 1, I thought it was slow but creepy, maniacal slow, and I really liked it. Episode 2 was amazing. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the end of episode 1 into episode 2 because you guys played the Walking Dead game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this uh, is... I have, but only the first 
part because it stopped saving me for the second half. Oh, that's annoying. Well, this is going to be super spoilers for you, though. At that point that's fine. in the game... You know me, I don't care. <laughs> Wait, we're, we're spoiling the game now? I thought yeah, we were just the game the and show. the show. Just this once. Mm, okay. the, the part in the game where you have to hack the guy's leg off? Uh, you, okay, you remember that part? Not... Yeah. Okay. Lou, did you ever get there? No. Just kidding. Never happens. Um, well, it's episode two, like, right at the beginning. So it's not a super spoiler. Okay, cool. It's a mini spoiler. But that ending of the first episode with Herschel getting his leg chopped mm-hmm. um, blew me away. All I could think about was the, the churning in my stomach when I was playing the game and how I had to cut this guy's leg off. <laughs> but yeah, um, It was pretty brutal. Props to Rick for um, for going crazy and doing it. And then you see him in the second episode get even crazier when he starts killing other inmates. Um, and obviously he's doing it to protect his group. I get that. My cat, cat. My cat also gets it. Zombie cat. Zombie cat. I better get out of here. But episode three, and I'll just get right into episode three, because two was amazing, and I was like, oh my god. <clears throat> episode three, um, I wasn't a huge, uh, I wasn't overly excited about the episode, I guess I'll say that. I know that this is the problem, and I, I was talking to someone about it, I used to watch Lost, and Lost had too many characters, and they couldn't follow one story because it had to jump all over the place. Mm-hmm. Until this group meets up, I'm worried that there's going to be too many separate stories going on. You know, well, there's essentially two, and, and I see where you're coming from. And and um, like Ashley doesn't watch the show, but she has been watching The Walking Dead season three with me, and she yep. says, you know, I like it when they follow the gang better. I don't like these this this uh, the you know the the McCone with the two zombies. Like she's she's more of a fan of the group, right? Um, and I have, I tend to agree with her. I mean, um, I couldn't really think of. I mean, this episode didn't get interesting, and again, like Spoilers, all Walking yeah. Dead episodes, it didn't get um, interesting until like the very end, and that's when I'm like, oh, it's been 40 minutes. Shit, I gotta wait a week. Yeah, and it, it definitely got interesting at the very end. Don't get me wrong. Um, Woodbury is pretty cool. Um, I would say, <clears throat> let me put on my my nerd voice here. <clears throat> As a um, average, uh, this isn't a nerd voice. This is like a Muppet voice. I don't know what I'm doing there. But Bob the Muppet. <laughs> Bob the Muppet. As a as an avid comic reader of the comics, it was kind of like I was expecting this giant, like awesome opening from the governor and Woodbury in general, you know. And I yeah. didn't get that. And I I get what they were trying to do in the show. They're trying to make him look like this awesome, nice guy. Yeah. And then and at so the end, ruin it for him. Like and kind of go people to go, oh, he's crazy. Well, see, that's why I was super confused when, um, like, okay, the helicopter is this, like, Lost-esque, oh, my God, the helicopter. Now, that that helicopter was the same from, we're kind of in agreement that it's the same helicopter from the first two seasons. Correct. And um, when it goes down and he finds out his other men are there, and um, it's basically remnants of the U.S. Army. And it would have been really interesting to kind of see what that um organization is in like what sort of like you know where where is the u.s army like that's a small piece of it and it kind of seemed like they were organized to a sense but i never really like that's at the point where it totally flips and he turns he's all he was always a bad guy i mean we all knew that i mean just based on the adverts and 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 all that yeah and if you read the comics you knew too but it it was and i mean i haven't either but i could tell like the show was this show isn't about introducing good guys true 
It's not about sh- introducing good guys, but it's about introducing awful people. And and I knew it was going down, but I really didn't see him killing an entire platoon of U.S. soldiers. Like I think that kind of, and I understand why he did it. Yeah, he did it because he wanted their supplies, right? And that's and how he, he's, yeah, that's how he keeps Woodbury going, and just the town doesn't know it, you know. Yeah, um, taking advantage well, of people. My other gripe was those guys went down way too fast. <laughs> like they were in full mil- military body armor, and it was like, bam, all of them were dead in like three seconds. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I think they would have been a little bit more of a fight there. No, there was that one guy that tried to run away. Well, yeah, why would he run? I mean. I don't know. I, I I I do sort of agree with Lou, but I mean, I I don't know if that was like that wasn't what they were trying to get across with it. Like they were trying to show, like, yeah, this oh, guy's doing I, anything he can to keep his people. Yeah, alive. obviously, I get. What, yeah, Lou, you make a great point. They all just went down like you know fish out of water after like one bullet spray, and I get maybe that wouldn't happen like that. But um, you brought up a good point, Ryan. I don't know, Lou, if you agree with me, but is Rick? Is Rick turning into a bad guy? I mean, what has he done lately other than, you know, from season one, he always said, we do not kill the living. Season yeah. three, that's all he does. <laughs> and well, yes, they're it, bad people, but I don't know. I just, it, you brought up a good point. Like, they don't introduce good characters in the show. Is yeah. Rick still a good character? I, I think so. And I mean, you're, you're kind of, you're seeing this because he's the lesser of two evils, you know? Um, he's killed bad people. He's he I personally I think in season in episode two he killed maybe one good person and he may have sent those other two prisoners to their death but I mean you couldn't you couldn't really the other, introduce yeah. him to the group but but I mean he's a lesser of two evils he killed out of necessity um, again like it's 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 debatable whether the guy he locked out should have been locked out but well you go um, yeah you you border a fine line when it comes to necessity and you know wor- worry Being practical yeah like is it is yeah. it was it a necessity to kill them like that maybe um was he more just worried about what they would do could be the other big thing in the in the show as well and um lou you probably remember this character little old merle remember him yes oh, right the return of Merle. Not what I was expecting for him to come back with his giant Mega Man arm, but uh, it's good to see Merle back. What do you think, Lou? Uh, I was excited to see Merle because I like the I like the hostility he brings to the show. You don't you you want to like him, but he's also such a jerk that you also want to punch him in the face. So, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 as it was mentioned in the show, he's like a, in the, a, the hammer in a toolbox. But also as a writing mechanic, you use him to make the governor look good, even though the governor is probably a more evil character. Right. But see, this is my problem I had with Merle coming back is uh, it's been a whole season. Well, not really. We saw him a bit in season two, but as a flashback, though. Yeah. But he feels he feels like a, a better person. Like he wasn't he wasn't as rude to a blonde white chick. I can't remember yeah, her name. Yeah. Andrea, thank Andrea. you. I'm awful with names. It has nothing to do with uh, the writing in the show. Uh, Andrea, like, he would, wasn't as rude. And, I mean, they did kind of cut his hand off and leave him die. And we really won't know how pissed off he is until he sees Rick, which I'm oh, sure that showdown is coming. That's going to be amazing because you see spoilers from the next episode about, you know, Rick not giving up the prison to the governor. Oh, um, we didn't see that. Spoilers. Um, well, they showed that in the very first before the show even came out, so people probably already know about that. Um, on some of the TV ads, they showed Rick and the governor kind of looking at each other. 
Um, Which, I mean, I don't – see, that's the other thing about the governors. I don't understand why is he letting in McCone and Andrea when we know in the future he's going to have an issue with Rick and the other guys. I know and, – and before we move on to that, like with Merle, he lost his hand and Rick said something about something happening to uh, Rick. <laughs> Sorry. Rick, our co-host, said <laughs> something happened in, happened to Rick in the comics – that humbled him and maybe that's what's happened to Merle. Like what happened to him has kind of made him realize, yeah, maybe if I wasn't a racist dick, I wouldn't have been left up on the roof uh, chained to a, a pipe. So is that something maybe we think is going on or do you think he's just playing it cool until he gets to the person he wants to he's kill? He's going to play it cool until he gets to Rick, I think. Um, mm. I, I, I think he doesn't want to make the governor mad. Yeah, and it right. seems like the governor brought this guy in, helped him out, patched him up, gave him a mechanical arm. That's pretty cool when he's going to when he killed that first zombie that was coming up behind him. I was like, oh, badass, you know. Yeah. But um, I I do hear what you guys are saying because like you you're watching Merle this season and you're like, I feel bad that you lost your hand. I remember when you got your hand lost. I was like, you're a jerk. You deserve it, you know. And now I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. <laughs> Here you yeah. are trying to keep this town safe, and yes, you're an idiot, and you probably don't know what the governor is doing in this show, you know. But, um, yeah, we we and I don't think we really got a sense of what the governor was doing. Like, is he trying to survive? Like, okay, right up until the very end, you think, okay, he's just trying to survive and he's trying to keep this his stronghold. Uh, I guess strong, for lack of a better word. But then you get to the very end when he goes into his like fishbowl room, and it's like, okay, there's something else going on here because Dude's he's got, got some issues, huh? Yeah, it's just like what the. F- like it, there's no logical explanation for it and that's what – that's where the show kind of – like I get it. Like crazy. It's it's a cool storyline but like is he crazy? Is that the whole excuse? You'll, you're going to uh, – if the show does what I think it's going to do with the governor and I'm not going to – obviously we're not going to spoil future episodes here. Um, hmm. But I think what you're going to finally slowly – see where the governor's coming from and what he's doing and why he's doing it. And right now it doesn't make sense, but I think at towards the end of the season, you're going to be like, I get it, you know, okay. but how gross was it when he was touching that Walker in the mouth? <laughs> yeah. But I, I was I like, I, I would never curiosity. do that. Yeah. Just in case you would, would never, never ever do that. I would never do that. You, did, Lou, did you just say you would do that? I said that I would never. Oh, do that. Okay. I was going to say, I was watching that going, oh, why would you, why would you even ever consider doing that? Yeah, but, that's not safe. That's... So we're all on the, kind of the same page where this episode, I mean, <clears throat> you knew this kind of episode was coming because they had to introduce Woodbury. And you know it's going to be a slower episode. Um, I guess I just wished a little bit more happened in the kind of the meantime rather than Michonne being quiet and Andrea trying to, you know, flirt with the governor until the very end. So are we all kind of in agreement? that kind of a weaker episode maybe? Yes, and I'm going to say something that I, I, I may not be popular. Uh, Uh-oh. I think Michonne's a boring character. Right now she is. In the comic book, she was super badass um, right from the beginning. And um, right now she's kind of just tr- – like it's like they took the badass of her in the comic book and like they tried she to – She seems like a pouty child and I'm just like – Speak up or just leave. Yeah, you're I TV. don't care. You're not making me like you. You're making me go, wow, you're a stupid bitch. But <laughs> Whoa. Controversial words from Lou Page. 
The views of Lou do not necessarily <laughs> those of the represent Zen those group. of the American state or something. Uh, no, we, but you got a point, Lou, because... He makes a good point. Yeah, and like it's almost like they're trying to make her that she's cool character. You know what I mean? She's not going to say yeah, She's going to look all pissy all the time, and she's going to just say things like... You sure? You know, like, uh, we shouldn't be here. We should go. I want my sword. Um, I want my sword. Um, where's my weapon? I want my sword. <laughs> yeah, um, I get it. <laughs> she's a and, fan of the sword. And I also get that she doesn't want to explain who the two zombies are. But still, you know, there's a nicer way than to, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you know what? Say it's my personal reason, and I don't feel like sharing it with you. Goodbye. You know what I mean? There was nicer ways to, for her to put it. She has no tact. That's you know funny. what, guys? I think if we all just approach this as Canadians, eh, we would all be much <laughs> I, better. I love you. Yeah. Heard it here first. Lou's impression of Michonne. I'm I'm gonna have to capture that and relive it forever. <laughs> all right, but so. you know it, it's so it's super true. Like she is a bit of a downer, and and I mean she's a fan favorite for a reason, and I'm sure. Um, the, this being just three episodes in, there's no like if if this show has proven anything, they do they do their characters justice. They so do. we'll see where it um, goes. Uh, yeah. Next episode, what do you think? Action packed after this kind of a, a storytelling episode? Yes, I think it ends with the governor finding the prison. Like that's got they got to set that up. Ooh, I can't wait to see what happens from there. But so predictions. I, my prediction is you know how there was an ending where someone was looking at the prison at the end of season. I mean. Episode two. Oh right. It, yeah. This pre this episode we just watched was probably running concurrent with the last episode, and the governor is already there next episode. Mm. That's my theory. Right, and the baby's going to come. Like that's going to be an episode soon. Yep. Um, we'll see what goes on with that. So I, I'm I'm expecting super action packed. Lots of uh, lots of uh, living versus living action, and probably not a lot of zombie action. Uh, this episode. That's my prediction. We'll see it, fewer than three zombie kills. Yeah, and I actually have a funny point to end this topic on. I saw this on Google Plus and someone, it's a post where it's like the prison yard and it says, uh, who the fuck is cutting the grass in the zombie apocalypse? I saw that as well. And it doesn't, <laughs> Rick brought that up to me one day. He called me after he watched the show and he was like, dude, love the new episode, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, but who's cutting the lawn? Who's mowing the grass? I think he said. And I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. The zombies are grazing. I mean, that's probably the only reason we can come up with. Zombies are grazing, which is our new show title. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. I try. All right, let's go ahead and get into my uh, my all time favorite part of this show. Dead decisions. That just blasts my ears out. I don't think I can hear anything. Give me a second. <laughs> That's what I heard. All right. Uh, whose turn is it this week? Yours. Ah, just kidding. I knew that already. I was going to say, ah. Uh, all right. So my dead decision this week involves all three of us as usual, but the story is driven around one person, and that one person has to make a decision. And here we go. Are you gentlemen ready? Ready as it'll ever be. All right. Here it comes. Lou Page, you are out trick-or-treating for Halloween and enjoying your night of sugar-filled highs and adrenaline rush of ringing doorbells wherever you can. You start to walk down an old rural road, no pavement, just dirt and rocks beneath you as you try to keep up a good pace to get as much candy and chocolate as you can. You hear moaning in the background, but you think really nothing of it because it's it's Halloween after all, you're going to hear that stuff. 
you're approaching your next destination, one of two houses, where do you want to go first, you start to notice that people around you are acting kind of weird, and they start walking a little funny, but now they start walking right at you. That's when you suddenly realize these aren't people anymore. These are zombies. Real zombies. As you start running, you notice you have two options ahead of you. On the left, you hear Rick Piven call out to you. Excuse me, sir, come over here and help me, he says. He says he has guns and a limited amount of ammo, but he wants you to come help fend off the horde so you guys can run to the nearest superstore, which is a couple miles away, knowing that the path is littered with more of these zombies, and try and gather the rest of the supplies. And you know it's littered, and you know it's a risk, but is it worth taking? You look over to the right, and you see Ryan Murphy. He calls out for your help. Ryan's trying to board up his house. He tells you he has some little supplies... Food, water, first aid, that kind of stuff. But he needs your help boarding up the house before the horde gets too close. He can't do it on his own. Lou Page, you need to make a choice. Do you take your chances and run with Rick Piven and see if you can get to the nearest superstore? Or do you want to take a clear path to safety for the moment with Ryan? Lou Page, this is your dead decision. No contest. I stick with Rick. You stick with Rick? You throw Ryan Murphy out? Yes. And you know, you know, if you don't help Ryan board up the house, he's done. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a good person. No, he's going to come with me because that's the only way he's going to stay. He's boarding up his house. If you leave Ryan Murphy alone, he is dead. What do you think? Forget your house. Come with me. Otherwise, you're dead. Ryan can't go anywhere. He's boarding up his house. He's afraid to leave. I, I really don't want to leave. I'm, I'm very attached to this bathroom. I can't poop anywhere else, so I gotta stay here. Um, and that's the reason I'm sticking with. <laughs> so if I board up my house, why don't you guys grab all your guns and bring them over to my house? I mean, I got cable, uh, good bathroom. What's more to love? I let mean, me let me give this story another scenario. Uh oh. Rick and Ryan are neighbors who can't stand each other. <laughs> Shoot Rick and come <laughs> over to my house because <laughs> I hate his guts. Stick with Rick, just staying in okay. the house. So let's say this: you know, bathroom. you know, Rick is going to try. He, Rick needs your help getting some guns. I mean, getting his guns loaded and shooting off some of the zombies. And if you don't help Rick, he's not going to have enough help to survive the zombies coming in. But if you go with Rick, you can clear off the zombies and head straight out to the nearest superstore. On the other side, you have Ryan Murphy, and you know it's safe because Ryan Murphy's boarding up his house right now, and he has a little bit of supplies. He just needs your help. So you take. I still stick with Rick. So you take you take the unknown road. Ryan dies. You take the unknown road with Rick Piven, and try and find the nearest superstore. Yes. Wait a minute. If 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 he if he goes on his own, I die automatically. You're gonna die no matter what. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Why no, would he? Why no, would he if he helped you, if he helped you, you guys would both survive and stay in Ryan's little house for as long as you can, with little but supplies. I have lots. Staying of boarded up in a house when you're already starting to be surrounded is just a sign of trouble. You, we have no idea how long we could last. Even if we board up the house, we could be swarmed in a few hours and then have to leave anyway. But if you I stick with. If I stick with Rick. I have weapons, and I can find a superstore. You have weapons with limited su- ammo, man. What if you don't get to that superstore in time? I still can move. That's I'd true. Rather be, I'd rather be mobile than stuck in one place. Are you sure Rick and I can't, like... No, Ryan, you're dead. He chose Rick. You're done. Uh-huh. Zombies got you. You're dead. See that? 
you hear that? Yeah. That zombie's eating you. My brain's eating me. I, yeah. You know what? I thought that I, when I wrote this that I would go with Rick too, but I might end up just going with Ryan boarding up the house and seeing how long I can survive before the dead move on. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've never met Rick in my life, but I'm pretty sure we could have worked at her. No, he hates you. Why? What did I do? See, I'm this pretty is, sure this his words were. You son of a bitch! But oh. I, I didn't say it. Rick did. So that I was just trying to get a story where no matter what, one of you was going to die, and Lou had to pick which way he was going. Lou clearly had his option out there and ready for him already. You know, if we've learned anything from these segments, uh, Lou favors weapons. He's not afraid to throw people into the into the ditch if there's weapons involved. I don't blame him. Well, I mean, Ryan, I've what watched would you do in that situation? Survival you... is too important to stay boarded up. I get I mean, that. Yeah, I get that. But Ryan, you're in that situation. What do you do? Do you do you go with the guns and hope you make it to the superstore? Like, say you know the area. Say you're like, okay, there's tons of zombies around. This guy's got a couple weapons I can see. Doesn't look like he has a huge backpack full of ammo. Do I take the chance and go with this guy and try and make it to the superstore, or do I take the safe option and? take the house, help him board it up so that we're safe and secure in the house and wait it out for a little while. You know, I'm reminded of the first few episodes of The Walking Dead in the sense that um, there's a scene where the the father and son are boarded up. I mean, they had a sniper rifle, yep. but they played it smart. They were quiet. They only went out in the daytime. They, they Supplies are more important than weapons, especially if you've got a secure location and a plan and you don't have idiotic people running around. That worked for them. I mean, as far as we know, I mean, we never revisit that that whole scenario. But um, personally, I think I'd be more I'd be more willing to stay to fortify one place than to than to keep traveling. But I agree with Lou. Like, I actually I don't agree with you. I think weapons are one thing, but supplies are are much more important. Like, you need food. I, I could have all the ammunition in the world, but I can't eat a nine millimeter bullets. I mean, you yeah, I, I can't. Right. I mean, you can, you but can if you die, I mean, that's the point, right? Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's why it's a dead decision because, I mean, you don't know what's out there. But yeah, you have a weapon, you feel safer. You stay in your house and you board it up. How long can you last? You know what I mean? And that's the choice you got to kind of a split second decision where you don't have uh, like five minutes to discuss it with yourself. You know what I mean? Like you have to right away, like boom! I have to pick what what I'm gonna do. And Lou obviously had it down. I'm going with Rick. I'm getting the guns, and we're gonna try and get there, whether they die trying or not. Mm. But well, my other point on why I chose weapons is it, over food is if you're in a neighborhood, every house has food in it. If something's going on, it's easy to just stumble into some house. It may only be one can of food or. Something like that, but you can always find food briefly. It's a good point. To stay alive. If, always thinking, ruining my dead decisions. That's what you're doing. Uh, you know, uh, he's not ruining them. But th- I, it's very. We're not professional writers. It's very hard <laughs> to come up with a dead decision that's like foolproof. Um, but you know what? As long as it inspires conversation and discussion, I think that's all that matters. Really, that's, that's all that counts. And Lou, I'm I'm glad. You picked the guns. I like I said. I still don't know what I would do. I was kind of thinking about it back and forth. Part of me would stay safe. Part of me would go with the guns and feel like I could get out of there. But you never know. Whose turn is it next week for dead decisions? Uh, Rick or no? It's Lou. Is it me? I think so. I well, think that's how it works. Well, it goes. Whoever does weapon of choice does topic of the week next. You know, I don't know. 
That's a good thing to figure out off the show, but for now... Yes, it is my choice next week. Oh, I'm excited. Lou has some good decisions. See, Lou's good at this. Lou's good at everything about this show. We survive because of <laughs> Lou. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit that right now. <laughs> this show goes on because of Lou. But anyway, that's... Uh, it's nice of you to say so. <laughs> uh, before we drag this out too long on this special um, Halloween week episode of Zombies Ate My Podcast, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find us when they're not listening to us? Well, I'd be glad to. Um, we have a website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. It is currently hosting our shows and any blog posts we have. Um, you can find out all our information there. Um, our email is info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. We'd be happy to read your emails. This is where we would be reading them. Um, any questions, or if you want to submit your own weapon of choice or dead decision, you can do that via email. Or on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. Uh, we have had a few people using uh, the Twitter account, mentioning it, getting some conversation going. Uh, people love to talk about zombies. So, they do? Yeah. And, and we are still in the process of, of making our Facebook page. Um, we're, we're working on that, right, Bob? That's... I made two, and i got to remember which one I did right. But um, yes. <laughs> okay. No, that's cool. I mean, uh, people aren't clamoring for it, but you know, we want to have the big two at the very least. Um, and, you know, just finally, I want to say a uh, big thanks to Joel, who uh, did our artwork and the header on the website there. So, uh, yeah, big thanks to him. Big thanks to Joel. Amazing artwork. ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. ZombiesPodcast on Twitter. And that should about do it for us on this episode. I just realized, though, Bob, Uh-oh. I should probably say, again, first name basis. Me and Joel, we go way back. But I should say, Joel at starcrossedonline.com. We need to let the people know where to find this mystic Joel, you know? Don't ever interrupt me again. I swear to God. Okay, sorry. You You son of a bitch. If I had it in front of me, it would be done right now. Hey, it was important. It was worth it. All right. Well, (laughs) can I go now? He's pissed. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, Rick, do you have anything to add? Pizza toppings. Okay, great. Uh, So for myself... For the aforementioned Rick, for Ryan Murphy, and for Lou Page, thanks for listening to Zombies Ate My Podcast. Zombies Ate My Podcast.